They run the race on Monday and I don't know why. To do run, 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 to do run, run. I slept in a Safeway parking lot Sunday night. To do run, 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 to do run, run. Why did I sleep in the parking lot? Well, I'm gonna tell you now. Hey, da 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 da. To do run, 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 to do run, run. All right, boys and girls, moms and dads, it's the podcast you've all been not waiting for. Drum roll, please. Anyway, um, here's what's up. So, um, I I slept in the parking lot of Safeway in Annapolis, Maryland, when I was 18 years old. And it's a long story. And I've talked about it in the past, but um, first things first. Um, Division One NCAA Cross Country Championships are coming up uh, November 19th. So, which is when? What is that? November 19th? That's a, that's a Saturday. See, they used to have... So they used to have the NCAA Division One cross country championships on a Monday, or at least the one I went to in Annapolis, Maryland. And I think the reason being because our race, the the Division Two race, was the previous Saturday, and so we ran our race. That was in uh, East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, and which is only few hours from uh, Maryland so we made the pilgrimage after our race Saturday to go to the division one race to watch I think I think the first and second place I know at least the winners of the division two race have the opportunity to run the div- they gain an entry in the division one race which never really rarely ever works out I mean to run two back-to-back races like that in the span of two days is fairly taxing. You'd have to be a super warrior phenom, and if that's the case, then you're, you aren't going to be at a Division two school. So it's just math. It's just science, people. But, so, but backing up just a hair, so October 14th, I think it was, they ran the Nutty Comb invite in Wisconsin, in Madison, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, and which was a preview of, of what's going to basically play out in um, the Division One, cha- the NCAA Cross Country Championships Division One, and uh, Stanford's looking good, Northern Arizona's always in there, top two, three, and who was the other... Um, they had a couple of, uh, there was a Wisconsin guy up there. BYU's always got a couple guys sprinkled in there. But the overall winner of the race was a guy from Stanford named Kai Robbins. He ran 2309.9 on an 8-kilometer cross-country course, which is 4.97 miles, roughly 5 miles on cross-country. 2309, that's pretty strong. 
and point one second behind him was Nico Young. My prediction for the Div- for the D one NCAA Cross Country Championship honors, the individual honors. I don't think I don't think uh, Northern Arizona is going to take it this year. I think Stanford's just too strong. They got too, they're too deep. Because uh, third, well, Stanford had one, two, three, four guys in the top 13. That's fucking crazy. And 13th place was 23-26. If your fourth man's running 23-26 over eight kilometers, fucking stud. And if your third man, your third man is Cole Sprout, who's run like 27-43, 10,000 meters... That's your third man, your third fucking man. Like his 10,000 meters would be the school record at a lot of schools, like pretty much all but maybe two or three. And he's your third man. I think you're going to win. But I do like I do I do like Nico Young for the individual honors cuz he's got that 1319 5000 meter speed. So um he's a beast. And He's got that pedigree, man. Him and his two bro- his two brothers, Lex and Leo, are the top two ranked um, high school runners in the nation right now. So it's like, it's in the blood. It's bound to happen. I wanted to give another shout out, though, to, to uh, what's her name? Uh, Jenny Hitchings. I just saw this. Uh, in the 2021 Boston Marathon, she at the age of 58, ran 245. That's a world record. That's an age group world record. 245. Two fucking 45. As a 58-year-old, like, she's seven years older than me. And if I ran 245, I would be uh, overwhelmed with sweat. So, shout out to Jenny Hitchings. Didn't know. Good for her. So she's almost 60. She could probably still bust out a sub three, maybe. I don't know. That's pretty impressive, though. Sub three at Boston, too, no doubt. Like, that's not an easy course. So, but um, what else? So, um, Monday was crazy. Let Let me just back up just a hair first, okay? Because you know how you get those nagging kind of loose ends in your life where it's like pay and registration cleaning your car sending off emails doing this doing that mowing the lawn what the fuck ever right well monday was tax extension deadline day (laughs) and here's an impression of me sunday night on the computer fuck 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 oh fuck fuck oh no way what oh fuck that was me sunday night so i um pulled up my turbo tax i did a dry run it said i'm going to jail so i didn't i didn't complete the process on that i didn't pay the fees i'm like go fuck yourself you charge me 119 dollars for this go fuck yourself to go to jail i can do that for free so i went to i i went i did a general search of the best tax software out there uh, and H&R Block came up which is a joke but I did a, I did a similar run through thinking like well like what's like 
this will be different, right? Should be different. And but it wasn't different. It was the same exact everything. So I did a dry run through their tax software, and this is my impression of me completing that fucking you're joking. Fucking oh fucking hell. Fuck fuck. <laughs> so I just left. I was like all right. So legally, I think I have till like the end of tomorrow. The end of Monday, right? The 17th. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to go to my Zen center. I'm just going to go to my, I'm just going to go to that happy Zen place in my head and just know that it's all going to work out, right? So I woke up the following morning, strap on my shoes, head out on the, Head out on the trail. And whilst I was out there, about 8.20, 8.30, I call uh, the guy who did my taxes last year, who uh, did, an okay, did a good job. Um, was able to kind of hide a lot of shit. Not hide. You know, take care of a couple things. Make sense of a couple things, I, I guess, would be the better, would be a better explanation. So I call him up, voicemail, um, didn't leave a message. So get back from the old trail, and I uh, go about my day, and then about 9, got the call for the 9 a.m. route, of course, on Monday, because Monday's always like, like Friday is one thing. Like it's all, it's turned out to be on Fridays and Mondays now, which was which is fine. I got my regular route on Friday. They call me up to do the early route, the nine a.m. on on Friday. But it usually ends up being a couple, just one or two stops, so it's fairly pedestrian type stuff. But Monday is the tricky one because I've got early pickups down in Elk Grove, which, to my knowledge, I've never seen one elk in that whole town of Elk Grove. I don't know why they call it that, but. But, uh, so I get the call for the 9 a.m. route on Monday, which usually overlaps with my obligations, my afternoon obligations. But I take it anyway, because I figured, I'm going to make it work. I don't know how, but I'm going to make it work. Oh, oh, and I also have to do my taxes. So I race down to Mather to pick up the stops, I got all, naturally I got all, I mean, every, now everybody wants blood. I got to go up Folsom, I got to go to the Foothills, Jackson, Mark Twain. I'm like, you got to be kidding me, this is fucking, <laughs> I'm going to jail. And, uh, load up though, no worries, still have faith. I just know it's going to work out, so I'm, I leave, I hit up, I get on the highway, I'm headed for Folsom, I get a call. It's my boy. It's my CPA. He's like, uh, hey, I got a call from this number earlier. I'm like, yeah, buddy. It's me, buddy. Remember me? He's like, oh, I thought you went to jail. Nah, just kidding. I'm like, bro, you wouldn't by chance happen to have 30 minutes to devote to to a, uh, to a reformed white-collar criminal now, would you? And sure, he'd say, wait, he said, uh, I got every, ha- well, he said, he said, I got, he said, can you get in here by 1030? By 1030, right? I got the 9am route. I got to drive all over the 
Eastern Sierras, right? Like, no, well, I got, you got anything later? One o'clock? Uh, one o'clock, boy. I might be getting done, but I, I might be getting done with the 9 a.m. route, maybe at one. And then I go into my next series of stops and obligations. I go, okay, let's try for one. And then it just dawns on me, like, fuck, all I got to do is I got to run up to Folsom. I'm going to drop these platelets off. Then I'll bet I can make that 1030. So when I get out of Folsom, it's like 938. No. No, it's like 10. Just after 10. I'm like, I think I can make that 1030. I call him back. He's like, hey, hello. I go, I'm on my way. Boom. Get down there. He's just wrapping up his 10 o'clock. She's walking out the door 10.33 as I'm walking in. Give him my meal expenses, my mileage, and my business expenses. Boom. Knocks it out in 26 minutes flat. Bob's your uncle. We're high-fiving each other, talking about fucking starting a new religion so I don't have to pay taxes and stuff like that. Fucking so pumped. So happy. He saved me. Like over $3,500. Like over, like I can't even, I'm so happy. I'm so fucking, I'm so pumped. So pumped that what I did is I ended up going, well, finishing my route. Well, yeah. So then, then I go up into the fucking foothills. To fin- I, I did my taxes in, be- in the process of delivering my blood. Like, I don't know. It's cool. It's nice to have those luxuries, but, um, but I was so elated. Just so fuck. Like taxes are just like that fucking, the only two things in life you can count on are death and taxes, right? So the old saying goes, just like the other saying, I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy, right? So, but, uh. I just, it's, it's indescribable, the relief, particularly my stage in life, when you can save $3,500 and get your taxes done. Like, you just don't, you don't want to let shit linger like that, you know? When you get to a point, I was telling my lady, you know, you know, whatever you do from here on out, from mid-century, do it with dignity. Don't go to jail. Try not to go to jail. I think that's my big, that's my motto is just, just don't go to jail. You know, words to live by, right? So, but I was so pumped. I was so pumped. I got back. I was so, um, at the end of the day, I came, I came home and I, I, I started kind of farting around on the computer again. And I don't know why, but for shits and for shits and giggles, man, I just I pulled up the Western States uh, website, Western States One Hundred Miler, and one of the headings, one of the icons you can click on is uh, qualifying races because there's a whole series of qualifying races, right? And because you have to have a qualifier just to get into the lottery to get picked because they only start three like 360 something runners out of thou you know over well over a thousand entries right there 
So, so just to be in that position, you need to have a qualifying race. So there's a whole list. They, so you click on that, and, and it's literally like they give you... I mean, it's it looked to be, God, seven or eight dozen, seven or eight, nine, nine dozen races all over the world. Um, in the States, Oregon, Nebraska, Arizona, Utah, California, as well as like parts of like... Australia, the UK, Hong Kong, all these either have a 50 kilometer or a hundred kilometer race or a hundred miler or a 50 miler. And so there's different parameters for each. Like if you, like if you just complete the hundred miler on certain races, doesn't matter the time, you have met the qualifying standards for the Western States 100 miler, right? And, but if it's like a 50K or 100K, like you have to do it under, under like 17 hours or something, something like that. But so, I'm, and then, oh, and then they give you the, um, the month to which, because the cutoff deadline for completing the qualifying race is November 6th of this year to qualify for entry, just entry, into the lottery for the Western States 2023 race. So I'm looking, I'm looking, scrolling down. I see this one, this one was last month. This one was this month. This one was back in June. This one was this month. Finally get to one, finally bought, almost bottom of the list. Starting, I was in the R's. The Rio del Lago, the 100 mile. It's been around since it looks like, I think 2013. Is that right? And uh, let me see here. I think it is. Is this it? Bon, bon. Yeah, 2000. So the 2013 was, it looks like the first race they had overall. And the winner, the winner was um, a guy named, oh, Christopher Weehan. 31 years old from Arcata, California, my neck of the woods, Humboldt County, baby. He ran 16.56, where that's a pace of 10-minute mile, 10, 10, 10.10 per mile for 100 miles. That's pretty pretty good. Um, the course record, I believe, was run in 2016 by a guy he ran 15 like 1530 um 1533 mark hammond another 31 year old from salt lake city so he's got the course record that's 920 per mile which is like that's so slow that is so like that literally like back in the day when i was running in college was like virtually walking virtually walking but it's but in the course of a hundred miler now it's it's a different ball game. So fifteen thirty three is the course record, which is about it's over an hour, almost an hour and a half slower than uh the Western States one hundred miler, right? So typically so the rest of these finishers throughout the other year, 2014, 15, 17, 18, 19, they're all right around 16 hours, 17 hours, like 17 hours. So like 
let's see, take for example, like last year's results, 2021 was the winner was 17-13 by Reed Brewer, 29, from Carmichael, California, local boy. That's 10.20 per mile. So 17.30, you could win. Like, that's three hours slower than the Western States um, course record, which you shouldn't expect to run a course record every time, but still, 17 hours, like, that's almost, like, manageable. So I'm like, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my God. Like, so what's the hitch? What's the, what's the, what's the, like, can I do this? Because this race is November 5th. The the last day to potentially qualify for the Western States for next year. Like, this is it. And it's in my backyard. It starts out at Beals Point, Folsom Lake. Goes around the lake. Goes through Old Town Folsom down to the Nimbus Fish Hatchery. up, And then across the dam up above the bluffs. You circle back into Beals Point and then you take off for Auburn. You go and you start climbing. So that's probably why the times are a little slower because you're doing a lot of climbing. Big elevation gain, like 13,000 feet of elevation gain. A net elevation, you know, up and down, up and down. But that's like three weeks away. Like, what is that? Is that right? What is that? That is exactly one, two, yeah, it's like two, fuck. That's that's two weeks and two days away. So I'm like, can I do that? Like literally, I've been kind of I've been kind of str- you know pressure testing all the seals for like the last year and a half. And I started out like like that my IT band or my ACL was kind of like you know you're shaking a lot of the rust off, right? From literally years of just dormancy. But now it's like I'm man, I I'm feeling solid, but it's like this is this is this is it. Like, can you do it? Like I'm no I don't even know. So I pull up the registration. It was three hundred and seventy five bucks up until like a couple weeks ago or something. Now it's four hundred bucks. Four hundred dollars. Like you gotta want like you're paying four hundred dollars to piss blood. So that's a weird luxury. And I don't know. So, so I got to give it some thought, but if I did that, I could do, I could, all you got to do is finish. You don't even have to do it in under 24 hours, which I think I could do. Cause I started watching like footage, like videos, YouTube, so there's a lot of YouTube videos of, of the course and it's doable, but man, I've only got two weeks now. I got two weeks to do a hundred miler. Like this is some David Goggins shit right here, right? Like, are you going to do this? You got the balls to do this? Do you got the balls? Like, where do you get the balls? <laughs> because it doesn't even guarantee that I'm going to get into the Western States. All it's guaranteeing is that if I finish, I have an entry possibility if I get picked in the lottery. But that one's in my backyard too. Like, I can literally, like, people are flying from all over the world to do this. All over the world. To do these races that are just in my backyard. So it's almost, it's almost behest. It's almost at my behest that I should. It's almost, it's almost oblig, it's almost an obligation to me, to do this. Should I do this? 
I don't know. We'll see. I got, I got a week. I got a week to think about this. How sick would that be, though? It'd be crazy. That's 100 miles, though. Because I went out... So yesterday, or... No, Tuesday morning, I went out and did a eight-miler. And I was feeling good. Like, I was... I was surging a little, testing my, testing the old, testing the old gaskets again. And I was feeling good. I think that's part of the hype. I think it's part of like what's spurring me on. But, but, uh, but I still have the Thanksgiving turkey trot. That's that's gonna happen regardless if I do this or not. So, so I'm just swept up in all this shit. I'm swept up in this racing. Like, what the fuck am I thinking? I mean, you're, you know, like, 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 know your, know your limits for one. Well, I'm not so deluded that I think I could just kind of run through a brick wall. Like, it's like the following morning after my eight, after the eight miler, I could feel like my quad, my left quad was just a little, mm, a little taxed, but I shook it off. So, like, I don't know, I'm rebuilding some stuff that I, you know, that I used to have, that I used to rely on back in my younger days. But here we are, we're at the crossroads, right? But it's like a weird, it's like a, it's like a carnal kind of craving, you know, like, particularly if you've done this before, like, like you want to do this, like you, it's like... I've been watching these race videos and footage and film of all this stuff. I, I mean, I'm really pretty swept up in a lot of it, honestly. And so, so they got the D1 Nationals in cross country coming up. What did I say? November 19th. Did I say that already? So there's a lot. There's a lot happening. So we got. We got uh, Rio Del Lago 100, November 5th. We got the NCAA D1 Cross Country Championships, November 19th. They just ran... Oh, so the Nutty Comb. What a weird... What a weird name. Nutty Comb's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not there. No, no, no. It's out in Madison, Wisconsin. 2309. Good preview. That's a good preview. So I think... So, oh, I, oh, so the reason I'm telling you that, though, is it's, okay, so it's not, it's not going to be on a Monday, but it was on a Monday when I ran the Division Two Nationals. This was an 89. My God. You know what, too? Like, going back east to run that, I remember stepping off the plane. It was a small, it was like a commuter plane. Um, That had one of those little tunnels you walk through, you know, and I, we got off the plane and the tunnel was kind of, had airflow through it. Like it, you know, you could feel the local weather when you walk through this tunnel. It was like Pennsylvania, November. That was like a different cold, man. That was like, that was a cold I hadn't, I hadn't experienced as a Californian, right? Like it hurt, like kind of hurt, you know? And in our race, which was Saturday, as we lined up and there was like, I mean, almost 300 guys in our race. 
it started to snow. So we ran in the snow in our race. And then, and then, so, so back east, so the way I guess, for those that kind of aren't in the loop or don't care to be, well, I'm going to tell you anyway. So when you go to cross-country championships like that, you go to, you know, as a team, um, particularly in college or high school, you'll have at least seven guys, typically seven guys, and the top five score, and it's the low score wins, right? So the best score you could have would be, I think it's 15. So it's like first, second, third, fourth, fifth. So all that together is what? 9, 12, 16. I think 16 is a perfect score. 1, 2, 3. Yeah. 3, 6. No, it's 15. No, it is 15. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> I obviously wasn't a math major in college. But uh, see, so I was, I was our fifth man as an 18-year-old freshman. And put me back, it put me back in the pack a ways, but it was good experience. And at that point, see, our top guy, he got All-American. That was Dennis Pfeiffer. He got, uh, he was like, what place? He was like 20, 22nd, 23rd, something like that. And then Phil Rouse was our second man, ex-Army Ranger. He was like 40th. And then Chuck Mullane, I think, was our third man. And he was in the 50s or 60s. And then fourth man was Scott Pesh, and then me. And then behind me was Rob Scott and Jason Young. And then after the race, we, with the coach and Dennis Pfeiffer's girlfriend, we had two separate rental cars that were going to take us. We were going to drive from... Pennsylvania to Annapolis, Maryland to watch the Division I Nationals on Monday. So we took off. Okay, so in my class, see, I was uh, being the only one under 21 in my car. It was me, Scott Pesch, who was our team captain. Phil, yeah, Phil Rouse and uh, our... Yeah. And Chuck Mullane. What a what a what a group there. That's a rogues gallery right there. Like so yeah, by some fortuitous circumstance, I didn't have to ride in the other rental car with the coach, Dennis Pfeiffer, his girlfriend, and the two freshmen. <laughs> but being eighteen, I was the designated driver. Wink, wink. So it was on. So we went down to Philly. First, we took off for Philly. And I got smuggled into a bar by some older women. And we wet our whistle in there with a couple of beers. Chuck had, like, a lot. And then we took, and then we took off from there and got... I, somehow, and then somewhere, somewhere, I think, along the New Jersey Turnpike, we lost the coach. Gone. So the coach, Dennis Pfeiffer, his girlfriend, and two freshmen, they're gone. Like, incommunicado. This is pre-cell phone. This is pre-internet. This is pre-pre-pre-pre-fontaine. This is a pre-fontaine classic right here, right? So, I don't, th I mean, I don't remember even seeing a map. No road atlas, no Rand McNally, no nothing. 
And fucking so I'm just like, I'm aiming east. I'm figuring like, hey, Maryland's on the coast, right? Just go to you, see water. And Chuck Mullane's hammered. He is hammered. He's an ex-Marine. We got an Army Ranger, an ex-Marine. We got Scott Pesch, who poses as state officials to get us into state parks. Um, and then me, a future uh, tax dodge, tax dodger, right? So, so we're barreling through the East Coast, through the New Jersey Turnpike. We lose our coach. He's gone. We don't know if he's even alive. We made it, somehow we made it to like New York. We went, to, we went downtown New York, saw the Statue of Liberty, which was smaller than I thought. Couldn't find the Empire State Building because all the other buildings were just as big now. And I don't even know how we ended up there. And so from New York, we figured out how to get to, uh, to Maryland, to Annapolis, to the, the Naval Academy where the race was being held Monday. So, so, so Saturday night was, I must have been at the hotel, but Sunday night is when we were gallivanting all over the eastern seaboard. And uh, I remember the bar that we snuck that that I got snuck into in Philadelphia. It was called Ribbits, and it had this frog on it. And uh, but it was a rib joint. It also did ribs, and it was a bar. It looked like Cheers. It looked like Cheers bar, right? But it's called Ribbits. This frog. <laughs> so I don't know. So the dudes were, you know, the boys were yucking it up with these ladies and stuff. And I'm just trying to. I don't know. I'm fi- I'm trying. Kind of scratch my head, like wondering how the hell I got to Philadelphia all of a sudden, right? And then, um, yeah. So after we left, got lost in New York, lost the coach, lost contact with everybody. No cell phone, no internet, no map. We ended up somehow finding Maryland. God, what time? What time was that? must have been late it was late i remember cutting over i remember driving across a medium when i when i when it dawned on me i think that we were heading like northeast at one point i think i had to like literally drive through like a a, down into like a gully or some kind of highway divider like a grassy knollish looking drainage gully (laughs) In a rental car with three drunk, you know, undergrads, uh, and and then either prior to that or just after that, Mullane just he just did he just he did it he did a runner. He got out of the car. He was hammered, and he started running down the hill or something, and just ate shit, and ended up with like a raspberry on his face, like kind of in the shape of like a California, like a scab, like a scab looking like the state of California on his face, I think. So he got all fucked up and scratched up. But once we made the correction and made our way over the, uh, through the turnpike and over the highway divider, somewhere on the eastern seaboard, we got our bearings and figured out how to get to, uh, Annapolis, Maryland, to the Naval Academy. And, but at midnight, they're closed, right? <laughs> so, so we had to do the next closest thing we could find, right? Well, the race was on Monday morning, and it was Sunday night. 
So guess where we were staying? Safeway parking lot. Safeway parking lot. It was really cold because it was November in Maryland. And it was cold and it snowed and it was cold, but we fell asleep in the car. And I woke up, I distinctly recall waking up middle of the night. Well, I think we turned in at the middle of the night. I think somewhere around three or four in the morning, I decided that I'd wake up and I felt like I was under the impression I was still driving. So I flipped the keys on and I just started gassing it as it sat in park and ran the, and the, the, the wiper blades were going off. I was gunning the engine. I didn't know where I was. I was disoriented. I'd been sleeping in the driver's, <laughs> like the driver's seat, like, cause we didn't have a hotel. We didn't know where we were going. I, I don't know where the coach stayed. Maybe they had something lined up. We didn't. I don't know. They must have. I think they. It was all. It was. It was all premeditated. So they must have had something lined up. We couldn't find him. Didn't know how to contact him. We just knew Monday morning they were going to be at the Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland, to watch the same race we were going to. So the closest Safeway is where we slept, and uh, after my little panic attack nervous breakdown I think I fell back asleep and we woke up and I think Chuck's face was stuck to the upholstery and we from there I think it was a short drive just a couple blocks down to the Naval Academy when they opened <laughs> so so we watched the race it was it was phenomenal it was uh who won it was a guy from Iowa State one of those Kenyans, like a Koyech or a Kipchoge. But uh, Bob Kennedy had won it the year before as a freshman. Uh, the f I think, was he the first true freshman? No, he couldn't have been the first true freshman. I could have sworn, I think Jerry Lindgren and Prefontaine both won it as freshmen. But, uh, the, but yeah, the year before, in 88, Bob Kennedy, after winning the Kenny Nationals as a senior in high school, uh, went to Indiana and won the NCAA Division I cross-country championships as a true freshman, which is unheard of, just fucking stupid. So we're like, fuck yeah, we're going to watch this. And we watched these guys crest a hill at the first mile, coming in, coming through the first mile at like 425, like looking like they were just jogging at the crest of a hill. And it was at that point that reality just set in, like, I'm nothing. Like, I'm nothing. You know, the Mastelliers were in the race. They were running for Stanford. Now, these are, these are two guys that were uh, basically, like, had won everything that they'd ever entered since they were freshmen in high school, right? Um, Eric Mastelier almost broke the national record for 3,000 meters his senior year. Now he's, is he, uh, he would have been like a, what? A junior at Stanford now? He was way back. I don't even think Eric was in the race. I think Mark was just, I think Mark Mastelier was in the race. I don't think Eric even made it. He might have been dealing with injuries or something, but just humbling, humbling. Mark and Eric Mastelier, who went 1-2 in the state championships in track and cross country and the nationals and everything, are just lost in a sea of runners. Very humbling, very humbling. So, so, 
So that's the story right there, brothers and sisters. It can be a humbling experience. You got to respect it. You got to respect the run, man. Respect it. Don't end up in a parking lot in Safeway in Maryland in a snowy November night. But have a little bit of reverence for the task at hand. So I'm looking at this fucking Rio del Lago. It's right in my backyard. You got to want to, like, you, it's like it's, 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 it's teasing you. It's, it's challenging you. It's like looking at you. It's staring you down in the face. Like, are you man enough to accept this? Are you, are you man enough to do this? Are you ready for this? Can you handle this? Can you handle this shit? <sighs> yeah, I don't know, man. This is going to be good. I don't know. I'm going to find out a lot about myself here in the next week, week and a half. There's 134 slots left at 400 bucks a pop. 400 bucks a pop. 400 bucks. Like, that's fucking... Like, that's more than the fucking... That's more than a... That's more than a night at the Reno brothel. Wink, wink. Allegedly. Right? Like, 400 bucks. $400 entry. <laughs> that should be... That should be the name of one of the brothels up there in Sparks, Nevada. $400 entry. <laughs> $400 entry fee. Well, anyway, that's what I'm, that's what I'm grappling with this week. So, so I'm going to keep it low key as usual. I'm not going to go out and start accessorizing, start buying those fucking vests for camelback gear and yetis and hats and sh- I got to get me some shoes is what I got to do, but, but that's what's up. That's what's up people. So. Anyway, hope your hope your week's going well. Football's all over the place. All these all these veteran quarterbacks are just slowly getting a reality check. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. These guys they're having a come to Jesus meeting right now. And the young the young bucks are coming up out of nowhere. Who's it? And this Bailey Zap. I love this Bailey Zap guy. Now we got another quarterback controversy in New England with Bailey Zap and Mac Jones. Come on. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Let's go. And Padres are down to the down 01 to the Phillies in the National League pennant, National League Championship Series. Yankees finally remembered they were the Yankees and beat the Indians. So it's, let's see, they got Yankees, or they got Yankees, Astros, like who gives a fuck, like, Yankees are boring, man, they're just always good, like, whatever, let's go Padres, go Padres, and other than that, I'll talk at you later, arrivederci, baby.